Hi, and welcome to The Missing Middle. I'm Kara Stern. And I'm Mike Moffat. And today we're talking about bond yields, which I know sounds really boring, but Mike has promised it's not, and I'm going to hold him to it. So Mike, we want to start off last week. You tweeted that as predicted Canadian 10-year yield now under 3.3%. It's down a full seven basis points today as yields fall across the globe. And first of all, can you just translate that into English for me? Yeah, absolutely. So the 10-year bond yield is is basically the the rate of return somebody would get if they purchased a bond that matures in 10 years from now. So basically that uh, somebody can go and and buy a bond, uh, which is uh, federal government debt. They buy it today and uh, they get their their full payback 10 years from now. They'll basically have earned 3.3% per year on average over the next 10 years. Who buys these government bonds? Because it doesn't sound like the thing that the type of thing that uh, young urban middle class people that we tend to focus on in the missing middle would actually know about or buy. Yeah, and I, I think that's a fair comment that you're, you know, your 27 year old worrying about uh, paying the rent or, you know, aff- affording a new home probably doesn't spend that much time thinking about uh, 10 year bond yields. And they probably don't own a lot of 10 year bonds. So, what are these things and who buys them? Um, so overall, uh, that 70%, so 70% are owned by other Canadian entities. Uh, so that can include the Bank of Canada itself, our central bank, but a lot of it is owned by, by pension funds, uh, insurance companies, you know, any, any sort of entity uh, with, with big pools of, of cash. You know, they're, they're, they're holding on to this. Um, you know, some of it, uh, the remaining 30 percent uh, is owned by uh, non-Canadian entities. So that could be anything like American pension funds or British insurance companies or, or so on. But everyday Canadians uh, do do own some of these. So, you know, if you are uh, you know investing for your retirement, you might put one in your, your TFSA or, or RSP. Um, and that can include that, uh, you know, 27 or 28 year old who's saving up for the, the down payment on a new home. They might want to have one of, you know, some of these bonds as their savings because they're, uh, you know, they're fairly predictable. They don't uh, they're not as volatile as, as, as stocks or other things like that. So they're a relatively safe investments uh, relative to say Bitcoin or, or something else. If someone doesn't own any uh of these bonds, like should they still care about the bond yield? Well, particularly that that twenty seven year old or thirty seven year old who who wants to buy a home, absolutely. Um, because what happens is that other interest rates tend to track these bond yields. So, for instance, the five year bond is particularly important as it tends to attract uh, track five year mortgage rates. That we can think of there being. Um, a battle for for uh, for for capital between you know the bond market and the mortgage market and so on, so all kind of debt of the same duration you know tends to move in the same direction. So five year bond yields up, five year mortgage rates are sure to follow. Now it's not always one to one, and they don't necessarily move at, at exactly the same time, but they do move together. So so the bond market and bond yields are particularly important uh, for the mortgage market. And that could be for uh, first-time home buyers uh, looking to uh, get their first home, or you've got a lot of people in Canada who have 
uh, their mortgage is about to renew. So, you know, they probably care what's uh, happening to mortgage interest rates. When you say that it's dropped by however many basis points, can you, I guess, back up and just tell us what is a basis point? Yeah, I think we need to, to define uh, some of these terms a little bit. So the 10-year bond was at 3.7% uh, or 3.70%. And we can think of that as being 370 basis points. Over the last month, it had dropped by about 40 basis points. So gone from 3.7% to 3.30%. So that's basically where they get the... Uh, uh, the the forty from it's just a way of distinguishing between you know percentage changes and changes in rates. So typically we say okay if it's gone from three point seven zero to three point three zero, that's a, a forty basis point drop. Okay, so it ends up being that it's kind of like plus or minus different percentages, but instead of saying percentage change, you could just take away the percentage sign. And that'll yeah, give you an answer. Yeah, exactly. Because percentage gets somewhat ambiguous, right? Because you can think of uh, a change from, you know, is going from 2% to 1%. Is that a 1% change or a 50% change? You know, and in some instances, it's kind of the latter. So talking about percentages can get a little bit confusing. So we, we just talk in terms of basis points and it makes it a little bit clearer what we, what we mean. So last week, they dropped a lot, enough that you noted it. And so why are they dropping so much? Yeah, and the first thing to note is that this is a global phenomenon. So this is this is happening everywhere. It's not uh, particularly unique uh, to, to Canada. So what's been happening? Well, that we've seen inflation start to, the, the rate of inflation start to slow uh, across the globe. We've seen oil prices drop. So if inflation is is going down, that means that central banks, whether it be the U.S. Federal Reserve or the Bank of Canada, will sometime in the future lower their policy interest rates. Um, and bond yields reflect that. The bond yields reflect the market, the bond market's expectation of what those policy rates will be over the next five to 10 years. So it's pretty much a sign that that inflation is slowing down, the economy is slowing down. So we expect lower interest rates in the future, and that's getting baked into the, those five-year and 10-year bond yields. How far is, in the future are they looking? Well, so it, it depends on the duration of the bond. So we can think of the five-year bond yield as being almost like the, the market's expectation of interest rates over, that, over the average of that five-year period. Same with the 10-year. We can think of it as being the average over the 10-year. Now, it's not exactly that because there's other, you know, uh, things baked in there, uh, like like risk uh, and, and so on. Um, so, you know, it's not exactly one to one, but but basically we can we can think of it that way. And that's why, for instance, a one year bond right now has higher interest rates than a, a five year bond, just because we expect on average interest rates over the next year going to be relatively high. But on average, over the next five years, they should be somewhat uh, somewhat lower. So someone's thinking of buying a home in the next few years. Do they then look at that and think, okay, well, if the bond yields are low, then we should take a fixed rate. And if they're high, maybe take a variable rate? Yeah, certainly people try and uh, try and game it uh, that way. That, that tends to be, I, I think, a bit of a fool's uh, errand uh, because I think what's more important from the individual point of view is, uh, you know, how uh, – 
you know, how much risk am I willing to, to take on? If you take a, a fixed rate, it's, it's less risk, but you're probably paying a bit of a premium for that. If it's, if it's variable, then you're kind of uh, letting it slide. But absolutely, particularly you talk to mortgage brokers, you know, they tend to look at the bond market closely and they, they have their opinions that, uh, that they, they tell their clients. But I think that the really important thing to note is that these these five year bond yields are are dropping and mortgage rates are are starting to drop despite the fact that the Bank of Canada hasn't done anything yet. In fact, they just had their uh, they just had their policy rate announcement. They hadn't changed. So this kind of shows you that uh, you know we don't have to nec- it doesn't have to be the case that uh, the Bank of Canada has to do something before we get relief on on the mortgage market. That the mortgage market will. Uh, you know, take this, this this longer term view and often change rates well in advance of a, of a central bank doing anything. And when the central bank talks about a policy rate, they also talk about an overnight rate. What's the difference? Ah, so that's a, that's a really good question. So every central bank uh, has a, a target, an interest rate that they that they target. So in um, in the United States, that's the, called the federal funds rate. Uh, in Canada, we call that the overnight rate. And why it has that name is just basically the the rate at which the annualized rate at which uh, a big banks lend to each other. So if TD is lending money to, to BMO or, or so on. Um, so it's literally a 24-hour interest rate. And the, the central bank will uh, basically target that, that, that make decisions to, to cause the actual overnight rate uh, to be whatever they're targeting at. So right now in in Canada, as we speak, the over, the target for the overnight rate is five percent. Um, so that is kind of a twenty four hour interest rate. Uh, but the actual mortgage rates and car loan rates and even like five year bond rates, those are all set by the markets. Uh, those are not set by the Bank of Canada or the Federal Reserve. But obviously, they're heavily influenced by the decisions that the, the Federal Reserve or the Bank of Canada makes to their uh, to their overnight rate. So then the like a five year fixed would not necessarily move because the Bank of Canada raised their overnight rate, but it would move more it, when the bond yields move. Right. Yeah, well, absolutely, though. Um, though you would have to ask why, you know, why did the five year bond rate uh, five year bond rate change? So. A lot of times it's based on market expectations. So let's say the the Bank of Canada, let's say in April, uh, lowered uh, lowered the overnight rate. If everybody if everybody saw that coming, then that expectation would already be baked into the five year rate. That basically nothing would really change much uh, in terms of, of the five year rate if, if everybody knew that this thing was, was happening. But if the Bank of Canada caught people by surprise, and this was kind of new information, then you would absolutely see bond rates and, and mortgage rates change. And that's the really important thing about these rates is that they they are a function of all of the information that markets have. And it's one of the reasons why they move around so much that uh, if you know oil prices change in unexpected ways or uh, inflation data comes out that the market doesn't expect, you will see these bond yields move in one direction or another to incorporate that new information. I sometimes hear people say, you know, the market's pricing in three more interest rate in, uh, increases by the end of next year or something like that. Like I've heard that people talk about how the market's um, 
what what the market is seeing for that. Are they talking about bond yields? Yeah, absolutely. So they're they're talking about a lot of things. Uh, bond yields can absolutely reflect that, and it might be why again a, a two year bond might have a lower yield than a one year bond. So so absolutely that could be showing uh, expectations of of. Uh, future changes. There's a lot of other markets. So there's like literal futures markets where, where you can basically invest or bet depending on, uh, <laughs> depending on how you want to frame it. But, you know, y- y- there are all kinds of ways that uh, investors could either, um, you know, bet on certain outcomes or what we call hedge against certain outcomes that, you know, if, if I'm worried about interest rates going up in the future, I might be able to, to lock in, uh, sign a contract with a uh, with a another party, a bank or whoever, uh, to to get that certainty. The same way that uh, uh, an individual homeowner who might be worried about uh, interest rates going up in the future, you know, might decide to choose a, a five year fixed mortgage in order to to create that uh, that certainty. So when you noted that the bond yields had dropped, what that's saying is there could be a recession down the line, right? Well, that that is certainly one interpretation, but it, it certainly is a sign that inflation is slowing down, the economy is slowing down, um, and so on. Which, in part, is kind of kind of what we want, right? Is is we we absolutely uh, want to try and get inflation down. So it's not necessarily that that we want a recession, but it's, it's certainly a sign that. Um, that the slower economic times are ahead, um, or at least the market believes uh, slower economic times are ahead. But that you know doesn't necessarily mean we mean that we we're going to fall into a, a a recession. Maybe, but you know, there's a lot of other possible interpretations. Then the end of last week, the bond yields shot up again. What what's up with that? <laughs> Yeah, so so that goes. That's a perfect question, and it goes back to uh, markets reacting to to new information. So uh, Friday morning, there was a U.S. jobs report uh, that basically showed that the U.S. economy created more jobs than uh, investors had um, believed or forecasted. That and the unemployment rate came in lower. So it's suggesting that uh, the economy is is doing better. Than, uh, than forecasted, and you go, okay, well, why does that matter? Well, it, it matters because uh, if the economy is doing well, then the Federal Reserve is, uh, is less likely to lower interest rates in the, the short to medium term uh, because they don't want inflation coming back. So you see how this sort of expectations of what's happening on the labor market start to infect or, or affect uh, the market's belief on how the Federal Reserve will act in the future, um, thus sort of affecting uh, bond yields. So so absolutely, we saw um, after the announcement, global bond yields go up about six to eight basis points, which is which is significant. But again, you know, I, I noted that uh, they had gone down 40 basis points over the previous month. So, you know, the Magnitudes matter here, but it is a, a you know very good case study of how markets incorporate new information and how that gets reflected in into prices and, and bond yields. Are they normally this volatile? Um, well, they they're always reacting uh, to to new information. So uh, the, the volatility of bond yields tends to reflect the the volatility of of economic conditions. So over the last uh, 
over the last three or four years, I think we've seen kind of record volatility. You know, we had bond yields close to zero. Now they, they've gone up quite a bit. You know, a lot of that had to do with, with actions that, that central banks took uh, during the pandemic. But even so, they, they do seem to be particularly volatile right now. And I think in, in part, it's because we're all trying to figure out what central banks are going to do next. That, you know, the, the consensus is that they're going to lower interest rates at some point. But nobody's really quite sure, you know, when the rate cuts are coming and once they start, how, you know, how low will they go? So in a case where everybody's uncertain to, about the future, any new piece of information, you're probably going to see markets react to and arguably overreact to as everybody tries to sort of figure out what's going on. So just a big guessing game for the future, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, so and that's essentially, you know, part of how the bond market functions is it takes all of those expectations, which is a kind, polite economist way of saying guesses and uh, incorporates uh, incorporates that that information. All right. Well, thanks so much for watching and listening. And thanks to our producer, as always, Meredith Martin. And please uh, like, subscribe or leave a comment. It would really help us out a lot. And if you have any questions or you want to understand bond yields more either now or have any other questions in the future, Mike, I'm sure you'd be happy to answer any of them, right? Oh, absolutely. This is the the kind of stuff we talk about a lot in, in my classroom at Ivy. So happy to, to share that knowledge with the world. All right. We'll see you next time.